Hello, 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 and welcome to Just Talk. Hey, everybody, it is season three, and I am so super excited. I'm sure you are too. That's why you are tuning in. You guys rock. You just keep tuning in, and I am so forever grateful for your support. I'm so forever grateful for your prayers. I'm just excited to have these conversations with you. We are in season three. Can you believe it? Season three. Oh my God. We're coming up um, to, we're close to our first year anniversary. And so I'm excited. We're going to do something really special with that. We're probably going to launch something new for our first year anniversary. So stay tuned. We'll probably have in place everything that I wanted to have in place for season three, but hopefully we'll get it done by uh, our anniversary because it's almost here. Can't believe it's almost been a year. Can't believe this is season three, but I can believe that you've tuned in again because you rock. Yes, you rock. Happy, happy new year to all of our listeners. I do pray that you would subscribe. Leave me a message. Subscribe to this podcast, whatever platform you choose to listen from. Subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays because yes, you remember Tuesdays are for just talk. Yes. And we are back at it. I almost thought I was going to have to tell everyone again that we needed to push this back another week because there were some unforeseen technical difficulties that we have yet um, to fix. (laughs) Um, But there's some things that I need to do. However, I said, you know what? I'm not going to go with that. As long as I can record, I'll work out the other stuff. You know, there's some things I, I needed to uh, uh, make better, um, you know, and the sound and all of that, the production of it. However, we'll work on that as we go. You'll see those changes as we go, but we're going. We're going because I believe that these conversations are necessary. So with that being said, I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about this opportunity that I have. Your very excited conversationist, (laughs) Prophetess Deanna. I am very excited to have this time with you, and I am going to make the best use of this time. So, you ready to talk? I'm ready. Let's move into today's conversation. Listen. This season, we're going to be heavy on the power of your mind. I know my assignment with Just Talk overall, and I know what I have to come in full force with um, this season, and we're going to be heavy on the power of the mind and the importance, the importance that we have uh, to allow faith to form and condition and transform our minds and our lives, our meditations, the way that we think, the way that we respond, what we let in, what we force out, all of that. It is so important that we understand the importance, the importance that it is to keep our mind in the place of faith. This year, we're going after divine excellence in every area of our life. I am just um, hopeful that as a believer, you as the just, 
the just, uh, God's righteousness, the righteousness of Christ, that it is your goal and it is your mission to pursue divine excellence. Nothing less than divine excellence in every area of your life. Make that your goal this year. Included in every mantra, included in every declaration, every uh, rhyme and rhythm that you've come up with for 2021. Let it be that this is the year that I want divine excellence to be seen in every area of my life. That's going to start with your mind. The only way to walk in divine excellence in every area of your life and really see transformation is through the power of a renewed mind. Your mind has need to be renewed every single day through the word of God. In the word of God, your mind has need to be renewed daily. And the only way to walk in divine excellence in every area of your life and really see transformation is through the power of a renewed mind. I repeated that on purpose (laughs) because it is important that we understand this. We cannot do life apart from this understanding. As a believer, You, you, nor I, we can't afford to compromise our mental health and well-being. We can't afford to compromise that. You cannot be passive about things like thinking crazy and being in my feelings and being in my head. No, 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 no. The Christian, the believer cannot afford to be passive in that area in any kind of way. You can't afford to think crazy for a moment. You can't afford to be in your feelings for a moment. You can't give yourself a pass to be in your head for a moment. Absolutely not. It is imperative. It is of utmost importance that you learn to keep your thought life and your meditations and imaginations captive to the word of God. And the moment that you see your mind and your imaginations and your uh, 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 dreams and visions, it, the moment that you see them um, um, growing or, or forming, apart from even illustrating, apart from the word of God, it is important that at that moment you cast it down. You cast it down and you bring it into obedience of the word of God. It's our duty. It's our duty. And if we neglect to do that, it is going to take control in every other area of our life. So again, this year we're going after divine excellence. But the only way to do that is through the power of a renewed mind. If you are going to have a healthy life, you must remain adamant about having boundaries in your thought life. Boundaries. Is it a word that you even entertain? Do you have boundaries in your thought life? Like daily from, uh, you know, throughout the week. How, um, how, how, how consistent are you? with maintaining boundaries in what you think in every area of your life, concerning every area of your life. 
and not just your personal life as it relates to what affects you, but I'm talking about even the environment uh, in which you live, the world in which we live, and everything uh, that you have access to uh, see, perceive, hear, understand, know, all of that. How consistent, how disciplined are you in setting boundaries in what you allow to be entertained in what you think, in what you meditate on, in what you allow to take seat in your mind. It is very important and it is reckless. It is reckless to say the least as a believer to not have boundaries in your thought life. It is reckless as a believer to say the least to allow the enemy or give him room and permission to sit upon your thinking and your meditating and your imagining and your dreaming to do whatever it is that he wants to do and to give you to see whatever it is he wants you to see. It is reckless to say the least as a believer. If we are going to walk in divine excellence and we should all be pursuing divine excellence, why would we want to be anything less as a believer? than divinely excellent in all things. Why would we want to do anything less than to represent Christ and his character in divine excellence? He gives us this ability. We possess his spirit. We possess his spirit and through full knowledge and awareness of who he is and who we are because of him. We can accomplish this. But this comes by way, again, of a renewed mind. And so this year, we're, 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 we're staying on top of it with no excuses. We're staying on top of it. Don't give yourself permission to do anything else. Mature in this area. Come on, we got to grow up. We got to grow up in him in all things. We got to grow up. Not only speaking the truth in love, we got to accept the truth in love. And we got to grow up spiritually. We got to set boundaries spiritually. You can have as much as him as you're willing to embrace. It's up to you. It's up to what you think is, you know, a little thing. It's up to what you think is something that's passworthy. I don't know about you, but I don't want any little thing to be present in my life that's causing me not to be able to live through and experience divine excellence in every area of my life. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. The mind is the most important part of you. Your mind as a believer and your experience as a believer, the mind is the most important important part of you. It's responsible for your experience and your direction. You have to understand this. The mind is so powerful. This is why we can't afford to play, not even for a moment. That's why I said you can't afford to think crazy, be in your feelings, be in your head. No, because it's the most important part of you. And it has the responsibility for your experience as a believer and your direction as a believer. The mind, it's, it's, it's like a ship. Wherever the mind goes, you go also. 
Where has your mind been taking you? Where are you right now as a result of your mind? What are you experiencing right now as a result of your mind? The correlation between faith and the state of the mind cannot be separated. We can't, as believers, in our faith walk, understand this. The correlation between the two, between faith and the state of our mind, we can't separate them. They go together. They belong together. They're tied together. If your mind is apart from faith, you are apart from faith. If your thinking, your imaginations, what you are uh, uh, pondering on, what you are expecting, if it is apart from what faith, the truth of what faith gives uh, for you to accept as a reality for you as a believer, if they are not at all times in sync, then we have a distraction We have double-mindedness and we cannot um, um, bring forth the things of God. We cannot have the experience that God uh, wills for us to experience. And we cannot possess the things that faith gives us the power to possess. The correlation between faith and the state of the mind cannot be separated. The two must always be in relationship. A relationship that is undistracted. Don't allow things in life and experience and what you hear, what people say, what you're watching. That's why it is important for me. This year, I have made a conscious decision, a conscious decision to be mature in all of my planning and what I allow um, in that I know will directly affect me. So there's some changes and things that I'm making, even in social media, because I have to guard my eyes, my ears, my heart. I have to guard these things because they affect my mental state and thus my Christian experience and my Christian experience and me walking in divine excellence in every area of my life is of far more importance to me than engaging in any other activity. It is of far more importance to me than any other thing that we could come up with. Yes, I am in ministry. Yes, I am a business owner. There are things that I am in the building stages of. But I realize that if I am going to uh, uh, lay a healthy foundation for all of those things to be able to reflect and experience the person and the power of who Jesus Christ is and his will for me in the earth, then it is important that I guard everything that can directly affect my mind and directly separate it from faith in to any degree, at any measure, by any means. And so as believers, we have to be careful. You have to do what you have to do. Are there some choices that you need to make? Are there some decisions? What is it that you can evaluate right now? Think about it. What is it that you can evaluate in your life that you can say, this is directly affecting my mental state. This is directly affecting my 
mind and the relationship that must be undistracted with faith. Think about it right now. Think about the areas. Think about um, um, pressure. Think about where there's chaos. Think about where there's confusion. Think about where there's discontent. Think about where um, um, there, things are unresolved. Think about where you have not cast and you are carrying. Think about the things that you think on the most. Evaluate the areas that maybe you hadn't been as aware as you should that these are areas that the enemy that the enemy has gained access to by allowing you to try to figure out or think on, meditate on, or experience mentally apart from faith, apart from what the Word of God says concerning you and concerning that area of your life, you know, as it relates to your thinking and meditations and, and dreams and expectations and all the likes. Evaluate. Take a good look. It's important. You can't afford. You can't afford to compromise, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit in the areas that are directly affecting your thought life. How you see you, how you relate to others, how you view what you are experiencing, all of these things. You cannot afford to allow uh, the imaginations and the conversations um, and feelings and thoughts of the enemy to come in and distract, distract your very important relationship with the mind, your mind, and faith. And so I encourage you today, today to allow God to expose those areas so that you can take the control that he's given you and that you can be an active participant, (laughs) an active participant in taking control of every imagination, every thought, every um, 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 idea that comes up against the word of God according to your life. I'll say this again. It's like a ship. Wherever the mind goes, you will go also. There's a song that <laughs> came to my mind when I was uh, meditating on this conversation and um, I looked it up and this song came out in the early 70s. Um, when I was a child, I enjoyed listening to Odie um, but goodies. And there were certain songs that even my mom would sing around the house, you know, while she's cleaning or whatever. <laughs> uh, little songs, I guess, that were in her head. And things that were even a part of television or commercials or whatever in the early part of the 90s. Um, when I was a child, so that are relevant to me and that come up now in my adulthood. And one of those songs was by the Hughes Corporation. And again, this came out in the early 70s and it was titled, Don't Rock the Boat. Some of you 
Um, if you're 80s babies, at least, at least 80s babies, you've heard or maybe that song came across your ears in some kind of way. <laughs> and you've possibly heard it, um, you know, um, to date um, for some reason. Like I say, whether it's on an oldie but goodie station or commercial or something. Anyway, but the song is titled Don't Rock the Boat. The writer in this song is uh, talking about how steady love for he and his significant other were. Uh, how steady the love was going. Things were fine. They were enjoying life. He's reminiscing on uh, the beauty of the experience that they had with love. Um, but the song starts off uh, by saying, don't rock the boat. And uh, he's, he's, he, he comes right in uh, with that, you know, because something, something changed. Something um, happened. Something shifted. He says in, in, in the lyrics, I like to know where you got the notion to rock the boat. <laughs> where did you get the notion? He uses the boat and the smooth sails as a metaphor for their love experience. With these things going so well, he needs to understand. He's trying to figure this out. What gave you the notion to allow something to change for us? What happened? What came? What impulse did you get to rock the boat? And then he says, don't eat, don't tip it. I don't want you to rock the boat. And I don't want you to tip it over because he understands that if you rock the boat too much, it's only uh, eventually that it's going to tip over. And he says, I don't, I, I need to figure out where did this came, where did this come from? Where did this experience, this mental experience that you're having, what happened? What gave you the notion? What entered your cognitive experience that interrupted our relational experience? Think about that for a minute. What entered your cognitive experience that interrupted our relational experience? He says, so I'd like to know where you got the notion. I'd like to know where you got the notion to rock the boat. And he says, don't rock the boat, baby. <laughs> don't rock the boat, baby. And I hear God in that. It's crazy, but this is my experience. I hear God in that. And, and this morning, again, as I was thinking on and meditating on our conversation for today, I could hear that. I could hear that concerning some thoughts that had the potential to come and take seat. I could hear that concerning some feelings that could uh, had the potential to come and take seat because I was um, introduced with some things and I may have read some things or heard some things that could affect me one way or another. And what we have to understand is you are going to be presented with things daily. Someone's going to say something. You're going to hear something. You're going to read something. You're going to be presented, but with every presentation, with every interruption, you still have a choice. You still have a choice. And this is going back to growing up in him in all things. We got to grow up so we can choose well. 
Because, yeah, you have an opportunity to spaz out. You got an opportunity to, to think on it too long, and now you are feeling depressed and overwhelmed. Yeah, you have an opportunity to go off. Yeah, you have an opportunity to react. Yeah, you have an opportunity to uh, be blatant with how you respond or even subliminal with how you respond. You have an opportunity to allow it to shift you or your head or your heart or your actions. You have an opportunity, but you have a choice. You have a choice. And as I was thinking on some things and as I was presented with some things, um, even today, I heard it. I heard it. Don't rock the boat. You're going steady. Because see, this year for me, I'm seeing God in so many things and I pray that you are too. I'm seeing him in so many things. The believer should be able to always do that. It doesn't matter how dark it is. So this doesn't necessarily mean that everything is is light. Though I do give glory to God that he has settled things concerning me. That he has brought me into the place that I once longed and prayed to be in. Just in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit. I thank him and I cannot overlook the fact that he's done it for me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, he's done it for me. And I thank him for that. And you should thank him too. I'm sure. Let's just pause for a minute. Let's pause. I'm sure there's something that you can sit back right now and think on and say, God, you are mighty. You've done it for me. Hallelujah. Where can you say he's done it? for me. He's done great and mighty things for you. Yes, he has. And here's the thing. The enemy is always looking for an opportunity to interrupt that. He's always looking for an opportunity to make something bigger than that. Shake yourself. He's done it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so with that being said, I, 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 I go back to what I heard. Don't rock the boat, baby. Don't allow these things to come in. The enemy wants to rock your boat this year. The enemy wants to every year. I don't care what you declare. I don't care what you decree. I don't care what t-shirt slogan you say. It is about a renewed mind. And until we allow the word of God and the spirit of Christ to transform us by the power of a renewed mind. It'll be just like any other experience. It'll be just like any other year. You're off to a good start. You have a good opportunity right now. We're still in January. We're going into February, but you have an amazing opportunity to make a shift. You have an amazing opportunity to see things differently. You have an amazing opportunity before you to see God in great ways and to experience his power. Oh, I'm so excited about what's to come because, see, I believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe that, yes, I serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. I believe in that God and I expect that God, but that experience is mine through the power of a renewed mind. I was looking at the lyrics of that song. Don't rock the boat. And just because I could see or I could hear 
a very relevant conversation through those words. I want to share them with you um, as a conversation between us and God, you and God, me and God. I could hear God saying, so I'd like to know where you got the notion. Where did you get the notion to rock the boat? What happened? Where did you get the notion? Don't rock the boat. Don't allow the enemy to come and tip the boat over. I could hear myself praying and telling God, Ever since our voyage of love began, your touch has thrilled me like the rush of the wind and your arms have held me safe from a rolling sea. God, I remember, I know there's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. Our love is like a ship on the ocean, God. We've been sailing with a cargo full of love and devotion. And I could hear him saying, so if all that is true, I'd like to know where you got this notion. Where did you get the notion to rock the boat? What changed? If all that is true, why are you rocking the boat? Why have you allowed these things to enter your mind, to come to tip this boat over? I could hear him saying to me, up to now we've sailed through every storm. I've always kept my arms around you to keep you warm. I've always supplied you with strength that flows from you. Why are you allowing this to cause you to drift away, my dear? When you know that love can see you through, because our love is like a ship on the ocean. Yes, we've been sailing with a cargo full of love and devotion. So I'd like to know where, where you got this notion? Where did you get this notion to rock the boat? Where did you get this notion? Why are you allowing this to come and tip your boat over? I believe God is asking us today. Why are you so easy, my child, to allow things to come and rock the boat? Why is it so easy? easy. You've gotten word after word. Why is it so easy for life to come and just tip our boat over? We've been sailing fine. And here you get a phone call. We're sailing fine. And here you read something on Facebook. We've been sailing fine. But now you're trying to figure it out on your own. Why are you allowing this to rock the boat? What are you allowing on your cognitive experience to control and affect your relational experience? What? Was it an early wind that began to blow as soon as the new year arrived? What happened? What did you not cast down? What did you not cut off? Was it some lying imagination that the enemy brought to your mind that you neglected to put it in its place, make it obey the word of God? Or are you simply stuck in your own defeat because you've quit? Be honest. Some of you have just quit. You've quit fighting. You've quit applying faith. You've quit holding on to truth. You've laid down. You've gotten tangled up. You've gotten tied up. You've bought in to the lies of the enemy time and time again. 
you keep trying to mix natural with spiritual. You hadn't been steady in faith. You hadn't been steady in the word. You keep allowing your emotions to be Lord over you instead of uh, knowing that he is Lord over your emotions. You keep allowing your feelings to Lord over you instead of reminding your feelings that he's Lord over your feelings. Have you allowed the enemy to give you uh, a more acceptable name for quitting? Maybe you don't like the way it sounds. Maybe you're saying, I ain't quit. No, I didn't. No, I, I have not quit. I'm still, I still love God. I ain't quit. So perhaps he's completely deceiving you right now from the severity of the reality of the gap in your relationship with the father and, and your smooth sail of faith is off, but you're allowing it because perhaps, just perhaps we're buying into the enemy's deception, deceptive ways of uh, causing us to compromise and smoothing over again the severity of, of the gap. And we allow him to give us... Uh, words and expression that come with less accountability and it seems as if it comes with a lesser degree of reality of the decisions that we've made and the moves that we've made that were apart from faith so here comes uh things like i'm just stepping back for a while yeah because something has rocked the boat I still believe God. I'm still a Christian. I'm still doing, you know, what he wants me to do. You know, I do. I, I, I'm still serving or whatever, but I'm just doing things a little different. Yeah, be honest. He's rocked the boat. And I want to expose that enemy. I want to expose the enemy that has given you the notion that has caused the boat to rock. The steady flow of faith. This voyage of faith and love and relationship and oneness with the spirit of truth and the father, knowing that he's concerned about everything that concerns you. And he has a way in faith. Faith requires you to throw your way away and accept his. Since the beginning of time, Satan's tactic, it, it's been to interrupt and involve himself in the cognitive experience of man in order to interrupt our relation, relational experience between uh, um, ourselves and the Father. It's what he's come to do from the beginning of time. He come to interrupt our tight-knitted relationship, bonded by love and truth, the relationship that was intended for us to experience from a resting place. Listen, my brothers, my sisters, be careful. Be careful of the sudden notions that Satan will bring with the assignment for you to impulsively act apart from the behavior of faith. Faith has a behavior. One impulsive move will motivate the boat to rock. Satan's ultimate desire is to tip it all over. He wants to tip over your plans, your goals, your dreams, your relationships, your family, everything concerning you, everything purpose for you. He comes to tip it over. You're one notion away. One notion away from acting and responding apart from what the love of God has promised you and what faith requires of you. Just one notion away from making a decision that will tip the whole boat over. Be careful, be wise, give the spirit of God and the spirit of truth, his word 
full control. Give it full control in your life. Give it full control on this voyage that we've set out on. Outside elements such as wind and rain, listen, they're going to come. Yes, you're going to experience it this year. Yes, you're going to see it. Yes, there'll be opportunities for you to spaz out or go somewhere and shake with fear, be overwhelmed. But no, there's no need to be overwhelmed. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror through him that loves you. And yes, he loves you. He's in love with you and he's sailing with you. Where did you get this notion that anything could separate you from his love? Where did you get this notion that he would not be there for you? Where did you get this notion that all was going to be lost because you followed him out on faith? Where did you get this notion that he would allow what you're experiencing to destroy you? Where or where did you get this notion that just because they don't like you, that it has anything to do with what he's spoken over you? Where did you get this notion that just because you're facing a little trouble that you won't see the victory where where he says baby I like to know where did you get the notion let's sell on keep selling winds are gonna come let's keep selling let's keep selling don't stop Yes, wind will come. Yes, rain will come. And it's going to come and it's going to try to bring fear and frustration as we sail. But faith will keep you steady. Only what you allow to take your focus has the power to rock your boat. And eventually, yes, he's a thief and he comes to kill and steal. He comes to tip it over. Have you? Have you allowed something to rock your boat? Have you? Have you given power to an outside force to tip your boat over? Have you? Have you allowed something to come and rock the plans that God gave you for your family, your marriage, your business, your ministry, your peace, and the very confidence of who you are as a spiritual being who is only, only having a natural experience, but you are spiritual. And the natural, guess what? It does not apply to you. You are spiritual. You are spiritual. You are spiritual. If the peaceful voyage of faith, knowing that the truth that makes you free in every season and and, and situation has been interrupted, the question is, where did you get the notion? What happened? What did you allow to take over your cognitive experience that has interrupted your relational experience with your heavenly father, your heavenly father? We cast it down now. We cast it down now. Every notion, we cast it down now. Don't rock the boat. Don't move apart from faith. You're rocking the boat. Don't sit there in fear. You're rocking the boat. Don't allow these delusional, crazy imaginations to take seat in your mind. You're rocking the boat. Don't allow that that is toxic and unhealthy and negative to to, to take seat in your mind and, and, and provide for you illustrations of your future. You're rocking the boat and it's coming to tip it over. 
It's a lie and it's from the liar. I encourage you to sell on. As the song says that my former pastor, Bishop Eric Farmer, back when I was a child, used to sing there at the Spirit of Life Church in Mississippi, I mean in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Song was called Sell On. And it said, when the water gets high, sell on. When the wind starts to die, sell on. Because it's just a matter of minutes till the ship comes and get us and we'll all get in it, sell on. I remember a verse that says, when we're all born, we set out to sea and we're looking for answers continuously. And when we all find out to him we belong, we watch for the signs and we keep selling on. Sell on. When the water gets high, sell on. When the wind starts to die, sell on. It's just a matter of minutes till the ship comes and get us and we'll all get in it. Sail on. There's another verse that says, cast up your sails and let the wind blow. Jesus won't ever let your ship lose control. Just keep your compass set on the sun, S-O-N, and he'll guide us safely to his beautiful home. We can't afford to throw out our lives to the wind. We've got the Lord in control of our ship and he'll guide us safely in. Yes, he'll guide us safely in. When the water gets high, sell on. When the wind starts to die, sell on. It's just a matter of minutes till the ship comes to get us and we'll all get in. Sell on. That's another way of saying all things work together for the good. (laughs) All things are working for your good. This won't last always. Trouble doesn't last always. Listen, don't fool yourself. You're going to see trouble this year. You're going to see pain this year. You're going to see some disappointment this year. The word says in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I, your God, the captain of your ship has overcome the world. So my brothers and my sisters, I conclude by saying sell on. Until next Tuesday, by faith, keep it steady. Don't rock the boat. Sell on. And remember, This, this is a voyage of victory. And this is how the just talk. God bless you. God keep you. Next Tuesday, remember, Tuesdays are for just talk.